Ja. Ja. Could you imagine? Yeah, I could, and that would fucking suck. Dude, holy fuck. Feels our fears are real. Yeah. Well it definitely happens, right? Oh, yeah. When you're scaling a mountain, you slip your foot and break. Yeah. <laughs> so you had fun? Um So hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hello. Hi guys. Welcome back to another episode of Sometimes Shabbat Slaps. I'm Mac, and today Freud has entered the chat. Mm-hmm. We're talking about ego. All Freud today. It's all Freud, mm-hmm. psychology's favorite dude. Yeah. Yeah. Psychoanalysis. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you're messed up because you secretly want to fuck your parent, now you're you're under Freud's <laughs> under Freud's thought process. Yeah. It's weird, and I know it mentioned his daughter. Well, it's nature versus nurture, right? How much of that has to come into play? I think that's a lot of nurture if his theories are like... Yeah. Okay, that's not where I thought I was very confused. No nature or nurture started that would, like, have a romance. But there's the nurture. Yes. But if Freud... been nurtured into one. Exactly. But yeah, if it's... But if Freud was constantly like, oh no, you're acting out because you secretly want to sleep with me. Like, I wasn't in Freud's house when he was raising said daughter, but, like, he's... Could you imagine? Could, like, could you imagine? You, like, I don't know, school, whatever that looks like. And then your dad's like, yeah, you just need to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoa! <laughs> nope! And, oh my god, if that's ever happened to you, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So we get to talk about ego and Freud and all that good stuff. <laughs> but first, Jude is going to tell us about a really difficult hike that she did. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> my mom and I went down to Waterton National um, Trail. Uh, trail. It's one that my mom wanted to do so long, but I was like, absolutely. And then mm-hmm. she was like, you know what? Let's just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And then she sent me a video and she's like, I'm getting a little nervous because it's um, 19 kilometers, 900 meters elevation. 19, like round trip? Yeah. Okay, good. I was like, yeah. I was like oh. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, nine there, nine back. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the last kilometer, walking on a ledge on the side of the Up on the left, walking along this ledge, ladder, passing through the back pit. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he lied at the end of the trail. Like, it wasn't very long, which was yeah. nice. And then you get off the camera, get out of the camera, and it's straight down, straight down, like death. And then you have to angle your way out of down these rocks, trying to, like, not fall. And mind you, you just hiked half a kilometer. Yeah. You are exhausted. 24 degrees. Muscles are sore. And then, I'm up, holding onto a chain. Oops. Just a chain. And I was like, no, Mom, I'm not doing this. I do not want to do it because then you have to come back. Oh. And you have a giant pack on your back. 
Absolutely. Turned around and went back in backwards. Yeah. But like it was the hardest hike we had ever done. Yeah. It was so difficult. Because like the whole much of for our company was that low. Yeah. Like it was like switch down the side of And then they're like, oh, it's berry season. Like, watch out for bears. Awesome. Thank you so much. And they're like, or, oh, since you're in Waterton, there's also like cougars. That's happening. <laughs> luckily, we didn't see anything. But there's a ton of bear scouts on the trail. Oh, like they're luckily, definitely. Oh, there's bears in the area. Yeah. But luckily, that was not fresh. Yeah. Again, like there's so many switchbacks and blind corners and Yeah. So that if they scared away. Yeah. And then you have to be front and center ready to go. And then um because we were Googling afterwards, like first you have to take a boat ride out there. Drive the boat to the trailhead. Oh my goodness. And you hike up and then you go down and you have to back. And they're like, Yeah, like no one's ever died on this trail, like falling off. Oh, okay, good. So then I'm Googling. I haven't died from They've died from bears. Oh, no. <laughs> Luckily, the one that I found was from like 1990. No. Like it's a fairly. Yeah. But. Done. <laughs> what have we done? And it was literally like. But. But camping in Waterton must have been nice. Yeah, Waterton is nothing. I know. It's literally. I think it's like cute, but yeah, you're not going there for excitement. When you're used to like camping, hmm. You think? Oh, I was so disappointed. I went camping with one of my friends for her birthday in Waterton. Um, that's where her family grew up going and all that stuff, and we had a blast. But it it probably is like the company, like. I remember walking around the town. There's nothing, ex- like extraordinary about Waterton as a whole. Yeah, but then that's and that's where it was. We were like at a campground in the town, and we like walked and we grabbed ice cream, and then we went up to like the hotel, and then we hiked Bear's Hump and looked over like the town at sunrise on Bear's Hump, and like that was all fun. And so I have nothing but good memories. But yeah, and like we've done a bunch of there, and like I would go back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I don't know for a three-hour drive. Okay. Um, and yeah, like the water's not like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know. If you... Probably. I mean, if you're looking for the the gorgeous, stunning, yeah, like breathtaking views, you're not gonna get the bright blue water and like the really crisp trees and all that mm-hmm. as you do in Banff. Yeah. But one thing you do get is you get more of like a. A quaint and a little bit cozy kind of yeah, and like when you go during the week, yeah. So I was outing. I was yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know any beaches in Canmore or Banff though that aren't rocks either. I guess so, but like yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I guess if you're if you're not in the hike, not worth it. Mm-hmm. Like we were on Mm-hmm. And it was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, yeah, bears hump is mm-hmm. so that, that one was the bears hump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I've done. We brought like scones and then we froze some milk and we had the milk in the back pack and then we just let it thaw as we got up top and so we had scones and milk at the top of the hill nice. and it was good. Yeah. yeah. It was a good memory. But I don't know because we went in mm. and that was 
Like, I don't hate it. Like, yeah. I, I, I like it. I think it's a quaint spot. Yeah. But again, yeah, you're not you're not looking for the flashy kind of glitzy kind of mm-hmm. mountain experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard I when you go to when place. you go to Camor and you have grassy lakes, or you go to Marine Lake or mm-hmm. Lake Louise and. I don't know. Yeah. All those places though give me a headache because they're so touristy. Yeah, they're so I hate how many people there are. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And like mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. like we showed up and Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was so weird. Yeah. yeah, like Cameron, like yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you did Grassy Lakes, which is like a yeah. little yeah, trail. I guess I've done grassy. Yeah. But before that. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, though. Yeah. It's exciting. You're not kidding. That's kind of how I felt about Yamnuska. Mm-hmm. Mount Yamnuska, it kicked my now butt. She wants to yeah, I would. I would redo Yamnuska. I feel like I need to take it one more go because at mm-hmm. the time I was not healthy yeah. when I did it, and yeah. so it was like extra struggle bus because I wasn't healthy, and it's a really hard hike. Mm-hmm. But I want to. I want to revive that. It is when you're on top. Yeah. It's... But the thing is, I'm afraid. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I, That's a fun development. Mountain, I don't know. It's been, <laughs> known this for years. Yeah. Um, and I've seen the views from the top. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I And then when you go back down, it's all sand and slide. That's what you have. You have to. I mean, you can backtrack, but it's a yeah. lot. It's a lot more difficult to backtrack because to get to the part where you do the rock slide up the back to the to before you hit the front um, ledge there. Mm-hmm. Basically, you hike on a normal trail, then you get to this like stack of boulders. We have to climb the stack of boulders to get to the back side of the mountain. Yeah. You walk around another trail. And then you have to rock scramble up to the top to get back to solid, solid rock. And during that rock sta- scramble, when you're back up on solid rock, yeah. then there's one part you have to hold onto a chain. It's not very long. It's like yeah. two meters, maybe. Yeah. Um, you have to hold onto that chain to continue on the trail. And then you get to the very top of the mountain. And then if you look over, sure enough, it's a straight drop because that part of the mountain face has slid down once upon a time. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a rock scramble below it. And then you continue around the backside and you end up at this really sandy bit. Like it's just like it's sand. It looks like a sand dune in many ways. And then you kind of slide down that, walk around a little bit. And then you can either walk along the face of the mountain or you can rock slide down those rocks as well. Either you walk the face back to the part of the trail where you climbed up the boulders or you rock slide down and get to the bottom of the trail faster. I do not do on like, 
other mountain. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, on all trips, like, there's two different, um, Yeah. Okay. I never knew about that one when we went. We yeah. just did the, the scramble and the slides. Yeah. And so this one's just like. Doesn't... Yeah. So it's probably continue on the same trail around the same area, but not up yeah, to the top. Yeah, I don't know. Go past it. Mm. So I'd be more inclined to this one. Mm hmm. But it has like a little bit less. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't know. In terms of recovery after it's good. Good. And then, yeah, because you're tinted. Yeah. So we just had magic. Oh, no. And the campsite we were at in They just have rocks. They use gravel. Oh. And I was like, yeah. And so we couldn't even put our tent Rocks. Like there was like this kind of rock. Yeah, like... Oh, yikes. So, no. Yeah, like a hard piece of plywood. <laughs> we slept on before. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> and my ribs hurt so bad. And then we went out there. And then I th- we probably had like too much. Our packs were probably heavy. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Um. And then we were going back down the ladder, and mom's water bottle back up. So now it's just in the mountain. We couldn't see it. And we were so thankful that it wasn't set on the backpack. Water bottle that was responsible for not Very, very dangerous. Oh, no. It was so, so scary. <sighs> and then <laughs> we pulled the other and we were trying to go back. And then I Traumatized. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I agree. It's not. It's not huge. I liked it. Like I went as a kid, though. But it's it's really fun to see and look at the area and learn. Yeah. I went in with Yeah. There was dancing. Oh, fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we had that when I went, but yeah, we had like pride. Yeah, Bannock and Pemmican, and like I was also in like shoot fifth grade maybe whenever we learn about that in school yeah, yeah. fifth or sixth yeah but so that was mm-hmm. we kind of didn't know that was happening yeah mm-hmm. i want to go back and see it as an adult mm-hmm. just i remember thinking it's a really cool place like as a kid mm-hmm. and so i want to see Relive it as an adult. Yeah. And then it was. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. You can't see it at all. Yeah. But then, like, all the way up to. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't remember that. One elevator that takes walk back and walk along the Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't remember that part of it, but I remember doing had like a walking tour and mm-hmm. it was a very confusing yeah. way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's wild. Yeah, it was very eventful. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit less eventful. Yeah. Two days I just did school. <laughs> but, <laughs> but now I'm in this like era of like, oh, maybe I should buy a house. <laughs> and so yesterday I was looking at houses and what it would cost and versus renting to like, yeah, you have to put a down payment first, but your month to month payments would be less than paying rent right now in yeah. the city. And so I'm like seriously considering that idea now. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, do I just buy a house and have a basement suite and get most of my mortgage payments paid by renters? Yeah, exactly. What's that going to look like? Yeah, yeah. Well, and so I want to get a little more more literate in real estate and kind of start getting your my foot in the door in it because the city's growing. No, housing's always available. Housing's always necessary. Housing growing, is. Yeah. yeah, and so if you can get your foot in the door, and yeah, so I want to have um said friend on to mm-hmm. talk about real estate and the do's and don'ts, and um because I do think having a steady home is contributing to well being yeah. or sense of well being. So. Yeah, it'll be really interesting mm-hmm. to hear the perspective that Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. 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 No, I think that'd be so fun to just, like, again, just to have for anyone who wants to, like, own a home and do all these things and stuff and just but doesn't really know where to start to have someone on to talk about that well even like all Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i think that'd be a fun episode so text us if you want to be on (laughs) (laughs) we'll get that yeah. <laughs> Wanna come over for coffee? Talk about houses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah. Okay, so now that we're talking about Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into Freud. <laughs> oh good. And so, under Freud's terms, we have the ego, the superego, and the id. And so, the id is the primitive and instinctual part of the mind that contains sexual and aggressive drives and hidden memories. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get it down here. Um, it's, I think we have it in here somewhere. And then, so, the superego operates as your moral conscience. Um, its function is to control the id's impulses especially those um, that society forbids, like sex and aggression. Um, therefore, it's also the part that makes you feel guilt or shame about your actions. It also persuades the ego to turn in moralistic goals rather than simply realistic ones and to strive for perfection. And that one consists of two systems, the conscious and the ideal self. And so the conscious contains all the thoughts, memories, feelings, and wishes of which we are aware at any given moment. And then the ideal self is the inner image of oneself 
as one wants to become. It consists of the individual's conscience and unconscious images. And then we have the ego, which is the realistic part that mediates between the desires of the id and the superego. It's the decision-making component of the personality that works by reason. It works out realistic ways to satisfy its its demands. And the ego has no concept of right or wrong. Something is good simply if it achieves the end of without satisfying or causing harm to itself or the id. Um, ego in Latin translates to I, and the ego is created from the id from the id during infancy. And so each of these three interacts to form a whole, and each part makes a contribution to an indivi- individual's behavior. And so Freud separated your mind into the conscious and unconscious minds. And so your id is fully in your unconscious, while your ego and superego are more conscious, conscious than unconscious. Keep saying. We say those words before they're no longer real. I know that was a tongue twister for that whole um, section. But when you look at the ego, id, and super ego in terms of an image, think of an iceberg. And the id is at the bottom of the iceberg. You can't really see it. And then, yeah. And then I'm pretty sure it goes super ego, then ego on top because the ego is what you see day to day. Yeah. Because it's playing mediator between your angel and devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so they're not actually. Problem for Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put them as good, um, Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's theory, and then that's where the neuropsychology has has come up with, like, okay, yeah, if we were to label, if we were to personify id, ego, superego, mm-hmm. and then tie them back to a, a physical function of the brain that we know interacts today, that's what was come up in theory. There's no scientific evidence behind that, but it's just like a, it's interesting to play around with the fact that the amygdala, the ventral medial ventral medial prefrontal and then the dorsal lateral prefrontal and how they all split the tasks exactly and so what if there's imbalances um someone with a dominant id may be impulsive uncontrollable and possibly criminal uh they're ones that act on their basic urges and disregard social appropriateness and a dominant super ego can lead to someone who is judgmental and may not be able to accept anyone they deem as bad or immoral. And then your ego kind of med- Yeah, you mediate, you want the and but it's funny because that's when the whole social term like, oh, you're being egotistical. Where does that come into play? In Freud's terms, the ego is the good thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's the good guy. We want to play yeah. the mediator. But someone who's egotistical might actually have either a dominant id or a dominant superego mm-hmm. that's coming off as it's all about me. Well, it's, 
Yeah, but because ego means I, if you're egotistical, is basically another way of saying you're selfish. Yeah. Right? I, or you think. Because it's Latin, yeah, the I. Yeah. And so everything was based off of Latin terms. Yeah, yeah. So then right. we just. I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you break you break down the word selfish, mm-hmm. right? The connotation of being selfish is negative, but you're just focused on yourself, which yeah. in some cases isn't all bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sure. doesn't matter we're both reading each other's things yeah and then so if there's an imbalance between the three then there will be issues and so a healthy psyche is one where the ego is in charge because it's the only part in direction um in direct contact with reality and so neurosis is believed by freud to be caused by an overdominant super ego and the defense mechanisms that will be implemented are done so by the ego in its attempt to regain control however because the defense mechanisms are being overused, too much psychic energy is used, and this allows maladaptive behavior to emerge. And so psycho, um, psychoses are caused by an overdominant id. And so to resolve problems as a result of the imbalance of the id, superego, and ego, a therapist would assist, in the cl- uh, assist the client in going back to their childhood and identifying where the problem first arose. Again, this ties back into the whole ad- your id creating your ego and so your basic primitive childlike instincts are now creating your adaptive behaviors as an adult um and so by identifying this problem it will bring into conscious where the imbalance can be restored however this method is time consuming and expensive and there's no way to measure if the effect has been cured because it's up to the client's interpretation of what cured is and i believe this is the first ever kind of therapeutic form a but then be the first kind of cognitive behavioral therapy esque session that we've seen in psychological history and cognitive behavioral therapy is very much used like today yeah as a primary form of therapy Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's important Mm -hmm. to understand Exactly. And so today, ego is um, defined as their sense of own worth. And so we now think that our ego is telling us that we are the center of the universe or not enough, as we mentioned earlier. And then your ego's presence and strength is determined by a combination of internal and external factors. 
And so if someone has a big ego, ego, quote unquote, then they are thought as being full of themselves. It's almost a synonym to vanity, where people say having less ego and being less vain are more desired qualities. And we very much have changed the connotation of ego from positive to a uh, or positive or neutral one to a very negative one, which good or bad, I, it's kind of up to interpretation, really. Because um, how much. I think a lot of people's problems, right? Like we, we're seeing a lot of people pleasers now, which isn't always a bad thing, but it's almost to a fault now. So I think the pendulum has swung too far one way and gaining back some selfishness yeah. might actually be of benefit as far as mental health goes. Mm-hmm. It is kind of Mm-hmm. yeah and so to control your ego or if there's any methods most most of the methods that are known again is either kind of cognitive behavioral therapy-esque or work doing things like shadow work as we mentioned earlier um, asking yourself why you feel the need to be the loudest voice in the room or why do you feel offended by someone else succeeding? Mm-hmm. So taking accountability for your emotions rather than using the projection and deflection methods. Yeah. Do you have anything like we've talked about per- people pleasing with, with you, mm-hmm. but do you have anything else that you notice like I, that I, might be an ego? Yeah, I, feel, um, I feel yeah. When I can watch someone else, they're getting I want mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm still so far from that. Mm-hmm. For certain Yeah. It helped my Yeah. But I need to work on that. Yeah. But yeah. And then, yeah, with the whole uh, not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that I've become stronger and stuff, I'm a lot better at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one thing that stays stayed consistent is comparison to others. I definitely compare. And then like, yeah, judgment of others, but not to the way that he like describes. Like I don't mock, insult, or threaten. Yeah others in that way mm-hmm. but i definitely do kind of compare myself or judge myself amongst my peers at times i need to catch myself and be like no everyone has their own story and it's all fine yeah but or it's like oh i should be doing more and i kind of have like that um i don't know judgment of self yeah more so yeah. uh once upon a time i would say i was i would have some strong emotional reactivity mm-hmm. but Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Well, because like, you are developing, right? You're a more yeah. emotionally stable, hypothetically, as you get older. Um, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> keyword. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely have, like, I play the comparison game, or I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I should be, be doing more yeah. for where I'm at. depends on who you talk to right like there are some people i talk to that are like stoked about what i'm doing they think i've done like the coolest thing and i've achieved so much in life and then there are other people who have achieved way more (laughs) yeah and it's like and so i always look at the ones who've achieved more not the ones that who have quote unquote achieved less than me but again it's all up for interpretation (laughs) but then the ones that look up to me i'm like oh thank you so much like i appreciate it but i don't really i don't think i really listen to it because i'm always looking for more. Well, and it's almost like 
Oh yeah. Exactly. But if I say like, oh, I work from home. Yeah. 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 It's your whole focus right now between the two. And it makes me feel cool. <laughs> I work for myself. <laughs> it boosts the ego. I don't need money. Yeah. We made a little bit of money, but not enough to say that we we monetized yeah. by any means. But, but yeah. But even just. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm an intern. Yeah. I'm an unpaid intern. Yeah. <laughs> For myself. <laughs> even that. Even yeah. That gets looked upon with more. Like. Like you're working towards something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. And so then I was, I found a paper of and mm -hmm. and so the whole premise of failure of self Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's my quote. Their performance on subsequent the study that I found was what I I think it's um they're probably self tests. being self-aware is like just turning into yourself mm -hmm. right in that yeah. in that scenario story it right be you do this once mm -hmm. but it's going up knowing you have to go back down and you're already tired yeah, yeah. about how much you're eating yeah. well that's why you also shouldn't eat when you're watching tv because you get distracted and that's where well overeating comes into play right you eat past the point of being full because fun fact it actually takes 20 minutes for your um gut to actually connect to your mind and then be like oh yeah we're actually full 
So that's why eating slower is preferred because then it gives your body more time to actually communicate with how full it's getting. Oh, mm-hmm. I learned that you mm-hmm. And only about 20% gets absorbed into your muscles. The other 10% gets used for other energy. Mm-hmm. For me. Yep. yep. But if you, but if you want the protein to go straight into your muscles, you should be doing about twenty grams, and then mm-hmm. over say five meals yeah. or whatever, five yeah. or six meals. Hmm. Yeah. Again, having more protein doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It's going to be used for other functions in your body. Um. Because. Only- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything else will go turn into waste and that's yeah. when you have ammonia smelling urine and stuff it's really fun because it's all the breakdown from the proteins mm-hmm. <laughs> i was so mad i drink so much water on our hike <laughs> <laughs> i like i brought like five yeah 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 I was so mad. Well, it's because you used it up, though, right? Like, oh, it was yeah. just maintenance. It wasn't excess. Yeah. Yeah, I used it all up. Your muscles had to rehydrate. Yeah. I'm oh, mad. I drank so much water. You uh, before we went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's because you just did an extensive hike, though. Like, yeah. If you drank that much water on a normal Tuesday mm-hmm. and still was dehydrated. Was still probably- yeah. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, I, I drink about almost a gallon yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> add another. Add another. Four. Yeah. So add another liter. All right. Yeah. And then so now we're going to dive into the male ego and then the female ego, and mm-hmm. that kind of wraps us up. Um, so the male ego has been characterized as large and fragile, mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. Here we are. <laughs> so no matter the man. Um, however, some men do have fragile egos, while others have strong or moderate egos. That being said, the construct and durability of male egos are different. And so, what do you think of when you hear the term male ego? Immediately, I think toxic toxic masculinity, yeah. right? Like, I'm sorry about your penis size. It's I, your co- truck is not going to compensate for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it makes you think of a man who's constantly needs to show off, impress women, outdo others. However, the male ego can be tied to how and where a man sees his place in the world and whether he's living up to expectations, societal or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so, in other cases, there are cultural stereotypes that are tied to the inflation and deflation of the male ego. Often men will measure themselves by asking the following questions. Am I strong enough? Am I wealthy enough? Do I meet the traditional definition of masculinity? Do I attract women? Do I control things or people? Uh, Do people recognize me for these things? And am I respected and revered for them? (laughs) I was like, whoa, where is that? (laughs) Spelling English. Hello. Um, And so, and depending on their answers, it may result them feeling like they need to exaggerate their self-efficacy. And so a large influence of on male egos is traditional gender roles. So according to the article that we read, these roles grew from the need to leverage biological differences between men and women and ensure survival. And so as a result, men are still expected to be in charge, strong and able to take care of their family and take on the responsibility for the livelihood of your family. And so some things in this article said in recap the section that we found funny so connecting yourself worth the emotions and meaningful attributes is what makes ego healthy and you can help by being understanding empathetic and helping to reframe a man's ability to self-evaluate in a healthy manner but it was literally like how can you yeah. <laughs> but on that same token how many things are we seeing on the internet now of women being like support your man and and boost his ego and make him feel strong and stuff and i agree with that to an extent right don't don't 
belittle, right? If you're in a heterosexual relationship, like don't belittle your man. Don't um, be a bitch just to be a bitch. Don't demand an excess amount of like a. Yeah, an excessive, unrealistic kind of demands from him. But on that same token, I've always been the type that I hated, hated in like junior high and high school. When like, I was talking to a guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, we'll watch a horror movie and you'll be all cuddled up with me. And I'm like, absolutely not. I love horror movies. Yeah. You'll be crying on my lap. Yeah. And they don't like that. Yeah. It's like ego crusher or whatnot. And that's the whole thing is, like, traditional genders are changing so much. Mm-hmm. That it's so hard to The way the article was written, very mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Because yeah, like society is changing so much. Mm-hmm. But even the question of who I can be. Mm-hmm. That's a scary Mm-hmm. Like And yeah. it, you could reframe that question to do I feel in control of my life? Yeah. Right? So but I agree with you. It is mm-hmm. like a And like was that just because it was a man and Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've I have the um uh had a debate about the whole um this idea of should your man control what you wear? Absolutely. And I don't think it's in the control aspect, but I do think if you're in a partnership and you have this prerequisite of like this is how I dress, this is who I am. Yeah. If you go into that relationship being like, oh, I'm gonna change her. I don't want her to. I don't. I'm gonna change how she wears. I don't like how she looks now. So, but I'm can. I can reform her. Even with the whole Jonas right? stuff. Yeah. 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 So I think that's no, you can't control in that sense. But if you're going into a relationship and like I'm already seeing it where I'm asking my boyfriend's opinion. I'm like, I'm like, oh, like what do you think of this? Yeah. Right? I'm asking your opinion. Your influence matters to me. Mm-hmm. But if you went in and went through my closet and said, get rid of this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. I would tell you to suck a dick. Respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like yeah, so there's like that tit for tat kind of thing. If you're in a partnership, then yeah, you want to consider your partner's opinions. Yeah. But it shouldn't go in with a sense of I control you. You are mine. Exactly. Right? And there should, there should still be like a mm-hmm. like for your and so uh, this is probably a week. Um at this gym like Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I know, but I didn't want to like have that be yeah. yeah, be tits out for the girls at the gym and then and, yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. But even a permission just like opinion, I guess. Yeah, I was yeah. Yeah. But if you want to, you should have the freedom to do so without feeling yeah like you're gonna be objectified. Yeah. Like, I guess. Are you okay? Yeah. Like we know what happened. Yeah, like, we were working out with his younger brother, my younger brother, everyone. Yeah. Like, and your tits out for the boys. Yeah, <laughs> at that point. Are we gonna? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not gonna say no. anything about yeah. it. But I just want to make sure that's not a boundary. Yeah. You. Take your tits out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> I don't know how much of that is like in him lies in or just being sexually. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you want your tits out, again, that's your prerogative. Yeah, all the time. But yeah, if you go into a relationship being tits out for the girls, and then your partner's like, actually, you need to be dressed like a nun. It's not your, it's a prerequisite. That's not how that's going. It's not his place to say that or yeah. their place to say that yeah. or whatever. Mm hmm. 
So I didn't like the word of control, but I do like the term influence, right? Because even then you're Bryce influenced your thought about that because yeah. you're like, hmm, you're, you're considering his opinion and yeah. you've said, hey, I like you. Let's do life together. But you're, so you're thinking about what they would think as well. And then, yeah, Well, it's not an aggressive, abrasive way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And then we have a article here that's like 25 ways to kill the toxic ego that will ruin your life. And... For me, as I read it, it's kind of all the cliches that we think with everything else, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit. It's like the adopt a beginner's mindset. Focus on the effort, not the outcome. Choose purpose over passion. Shun the comfort of talking uh, and face the work. And all this kind of stuff. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the points? Um, that it makes sense, mm-hmm. but they're very clear. Yeah. Yeah. Like even how the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective. Yeah. Um and Yeah. They're saying Yeah. He's wildly on his way in charge. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, it's just the same thing. Mm-hmm. And like I'm sure for some people it would be beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can attach this um article link in yeah. the description and you can if you're struggling with your ego or if you feel like you are someone who has a fragile ego. I mean, you probably wouldn't want to listen to us anyways, you probably shut us off already. But <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, send it to someone that needs, maybe needs to hear it, right? And, yeah. Seven habits. Atomic habits. Atomic habits. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I started noticing that. Sure. Or would you rather? And just turn it off. Hold it to the bottom. 